You're listening to the Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast. I'm your host, Angela Sanchez, beauty business mentor and founder of Beauty Business Co. I want you to believe that you can achieve anything if you set your mind to it. I'll be interviewing leading beauty industry professionals and discovering exactly what drove them to becoming the hashtag beauty boss they are today. Are you ready to be inspired? You're listening to episode 24 of Confessions of a Hashtag Beauty Boss podcast with today's guest, Sammy Kurtz. Sammy is the owner of Brooklyn and Billy, which is a Sunshine Coast first blow dry and beauty bar designed and created from her very own frustration of being a busy working mum that wanted to look and feel good, but her local salons could never fit her in for her blow wave. Sammy has a go-getting attitude and I've loved following her journey on all the highs and lows to getting Brooklyn and Billy off the ground. She's a great example of how showing your authentic self on camera can turn your raving fans into paying clients. Now, before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to say that the members inside Beauty Boss Pro have been kicking goals. We opened the doors to our first 20 members three months ago, and they have had access to our masterclasses on beauty business blueprint, branding, and launching. On the 1st of April, we have how to build your very own easy to navigate beauty business website brought to you by Sonia McIntyre-Reed, who is my very own web developer. The lineup of masterclasses for 2019 are out of this world, jam-packed, full of value. So if you are ready to take action in becoming a thriving, successful hashtag beauty boss, you can get on the wait list before the doors open again and start with our Unleash Your Beautypreneur Challenge while you wait. Head to www.beautybusinessco.com to find out more. Sammy, welcome to my virtual beauty lounge. It's so great to have you on the show today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I know that you've had a busy, busy morning and you're giving me some of your time today. You've had, I feel like, When I first, I don't know how I started um, following you. I can't really remember, but you ended up just popping up on Instagram and I thought, oh, wow, that's a really cool um, concept that you have. And then you're wearing quite a few different hats. Um, I feel like you're on a roller coaster ride of being this beauty boss empire, having a beauty boss empire. And um, yeah, I just got addicted to this new journey and new business that you've been creating. So I couldn't wait to contact you and get you to share your um, amazing journey with my listeners. I normally like to start my show off with getting you to tell me what your definition of a hashtag beauty boss is. Okay, so um, first of all, did you just hear my phone ringing? I'm, I apologise if you did. No. <laughs> I've never done a podcast before and my mobile number is currently the shop number so I was like oh my god hang up so I just hung up on a client (laughs) okay so my definition of a beauty boss um I would probably say just anyone that's killing it and hustling hard in the beauty industry um however it is a super competitive and saturated market so I'd probably also 
add people who create trends and they look for gaps in the market and people who are constantly learning and evolving. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great point because it is, it's, you know, you can have a beauty business on every single corner and um, my sort of um, saying when it comes up is collaboration over competition. But when you're looking at having beauty businesses all around you, you've really got to look at yourself and what you can uniquely create that's different to anybody else and what will make you stand out from the crowd. And I feel like you've certainly done that. Um, <laughs> your branding is just so, such my cup of tea. Like I love all your colours and you are really on trend at the moment, but you've also definitely um, taken your brand to something that it can follow through the trend. I think it's going to last a, a very long time. And I think you, if it, if it does go out of trend with um, your um, palm trees and your big leaves that you've got in your um, wallpaper, you can always tweak and change along the way. Right. Totally. Well, I hope it doesn't go out of trend, but um, it's funny. I, I had all of this in mind, like I knew exactly what I wanted to do with the place. And then I actually went to Bali for the first time ever. And I went to Bali and literally everywhere in Bali is like that vibe as well. So ah. it's not just on trend here in Australia. It's happening like everywhere. Yeah. So, um, but I definitely like it is very on trend at the moment, but it definitely can be changed and switched up if it ever yeah. does go out of style, I do think. So well, fingers it's crossed. almost <laughs> like that um, Beverly Hills, like when you think of Beverly Hills as well, like that's the Beverly Hills Hotel, I feel is your Brooklyn, Brooklyn and Billy style. <laughs> that was actually where my first lot of inspiration came from um, was the Beverly Hills Hotel. So, and then it just escalated from there. All I knew was I wanted the pink, green and the tan. And then um, obviously started with a few Pinterest boards and stuff like that. And then um, put my own spin on it. Amazing. That's so good. Well, let's take us all the way back to the beginning. I'd love for you to share your story, how you got into the industry in the first place. And then you can share all of these incredible hats as well as being a mama. Um, I think that's why I sort of was drawn to you as well, seeing you do the whole mum boss thing too. And um, yeah, just share with the audience what you're doing today. Okay. So it's actually a bit of a funny story. Um, I still stand by the fact that the beauty industry actually chose me. Um, I have always been a creative, but my passion was actually always fashion. So all through high school, obsessed with fashion, um, obsessed with art and that kind of thing. Um, but then when I left school, I went and did fashion design and I think I was only like three months in and absolutely hated it. And I left and then I went and did photography and that never eventuated. So I was just testing and trying out a whole heap of things that I thought I was interested in. And then a few years later, I went and did fashion styling because my passion for fashion was really still there. And I actually loved my course in fashion styling. I still do um, parts of styling with like my girl gang workshops, which I'll chat a bit about soon um, still, but in the styling course, there was a hair and makeup component and it was compulsory. And the reason I bring up that word compulsory is because I kid you not, I tried to get out of it. 
Um, my, I grew up with a mum who was very much like a tomboy and at the time I was about 21, 22 while I was studying this course and I think my makeup collection at that age consisted of maybe a few like BYS products from Cosmetics Plus and maybe a mineral powder that was passed down from my mum that probably she'd had for 10 years. So I had absolutely no idea how to wear makeup and I think all I wore was like that mineral powder. So it absolutely scared the shit out of me. I don't know if I could say shit on here, but I just <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> so um, I literally tried to get out of it. And then when I realized I couldn't, I just gave it my all. Um, and I think I actually ended up being, I was acing my assessments. And um, I remember my last assessment, my teacher came up to me and um, she was a really well-known makeup artist. She worked for Mac for years and she came up to me and she said, Sammy, if you don't, pursue anything in styling like I really really want you to go down the makeup path like you're so so good at it and for me all I can say was at the time I felt like because I wasn't into it I didn't put any pressure on myself to be good at it um and finding it therapeutic I just guess that's what happened anyway I obviously started wearing more makeup and when I left school because our academy was known for styling but also hair and makeup, when I was booked for a styling job, I was getting booked for everything. So the hair, the makeup and the styling. And then before long, I was getting noticed mainly for the makeup. So um, I was just getting booked for all these makeup jobs. And I was kind of the perfectionist I am and just an obsession to keep learning all the time. I was like, okay, this is obviously what I meant to do. And by that stage, I was actually really enjoying it. So I decided to go do a diploma. Um, and I studied that in Brisbane as well. And I remember there was only like 10 or 11 girls in our class when I did the diploma. And I was actually the only one that um, left to freelance. So every single um, one else who was in the class was just working behind like a counter and obviously nothing wrong with that but like I said before it's a super competitive and saturated market and it is hard and I just remember in school they told us you know like you you will start with bridal and they just like drilled that into you so much that you just you'll have to do bridal if you're a makeup artist and I find that so interesting because bridal is probably the least amount of my work as a makeup artist and that's because I choose that mm -hmm. so I love doing events um and it now really goes hand in hand with my new business, which is Brooklyn and Billy. Um, but after Brisbane, like I said, I moved back to the coast and not only was I purely a makeup artist, but there's not a lot of market here on the Sunshine Coast for things like styling. Um, Sunshine Coast is really laid back and yeah, makeup just overtook everything. So that became my main source of income and what I was always getting booked for and now I absolutely love it I can't imagine it's my favorite service to do oh that's nice what a lovely story so yeah you were doing that as Sammy Kurtz makeup um were you doing that as a mobile business for a while or did you have a premises or go to other people I actually for about two years or two and a half years work seven days a week because I just I was actually working as head stylist at Bardo which was a full-time job and then I left there to work at UE Insurance so all my makeup work had to be on the weekends um, so at that stage 
it was a lot of bridal work when I first started out. Um, and then I, yeah, went full time after I had my bub, I just bit the bullet. And um, I was actually, we were living with my mum at the time and I was literally working <laughs> out of like my mum's basement um, doing makeup at home. But I was obviously, I was taking every single job that came my way. And obviously you would know with a bub, that's tough, but I just did not pass one job down. So I was travelling a lot, but I actually before long like I, I just boomed really quickly so before long um, I stopped traveling unless it was for weddings because you know I, I was getting a lot of jobs in Noosa I don't know if you know the Sunshine Coast but that's about 45 minute drive away from where I am so to drive to Noosa for one makeup ended up being close to two and a half three hours so um, it was actually biting me in the bum a little bit because then I'd have other people inquire and I was losing work for all the traveling so I was mainly just working from home and then I actually went and rented a room in a, someone else's beauty salon and um, that didn't work out at all. So then I ended up back at home and um, now I'm in Brooklyn Billy. Amazing. Such a great story. So tell me a little bit about Brooklyn and Billy. I know it's a different concept that I think it's not really sort of in a wide market. I know I think we've got one like as a similar sort of blow dry bar thing in um, in the valley that you can have a membership with, but you're doing the whole package with makeup and hair as well. So tell me a little bit about the concept of Brooklyn and Billy and, and what your role is a part of the business. Uh, well, like I was saying, I was working in someone else's business and I just remember when things went pear-shaped there, I was like, I will never, ever work in someone else's salon again. So I will never work in a like salon again until it's my own. And it felt like that was so far away. And I feel like all my stories and how I've done what I've done is actually so ridiculous. <laughs> but I knew of the blow dry bars in Brisbane. I knew that there's ones in Melbourne, there's ones in Sydney. And I recently just visited one in Bali. And I just loved the concept behind it. I am such a busy mum and businesswoman that I hate washing my hair I absolutely hate it I don't have time in the mornings to style my hair and it was becoming really frustrating for me working in the beauty industry and always having my hair up in a mum bun um so I just was like waiting and waiting and so many hairdressers here on the coast I was like hitting them up and saying you know can you fit me in for just a wash blow dry and a style or just a wash and blow dry every week and the price that they wanted to charge me number one was ridiculous and number two they just, they didn't want it. Like they didn't seem interested at all because they make so much money from their cutting and colouring. So um, I just got sick of waiting. So I said to my partner, I said, there is not one on the Sunshine Coast. I've already got a full established business here at home, which is the beauty side. And um, I'd actually just hired for the beauty side. I'd gotten so busy that I needed to hire a staff member. So to have a staff member on board and still be working from home, it just just everything kind of fell into place. I was waiting for this blow dry bar. I had a staff member, my sister's a hairdresser. So I just went, you know what? I'm just gonna create it myself. So um, we obviously do have your one-off prices where people can just visit for a one-off for an event. The way I run my business as well is um, 
if you come for more than one service, it's always going to be discounted. So there's always a benefit. I'm trying to make things easier for people, more affordable for people, so they don't have to go to multiple places. So they come to us for their events. They can get their hair and makeup done. They can come the week of their event. They can get their nails done, their brows done, any waxing, their spray tans, that kind of thing. And it's all happening at the one place. They can build those relationships with all my team and it's what I've always wanted it to be is like people's home away from home so on the Instagram of Brooklyn and Billy it's our motto is it's about an experience so um, you do have your one-offs we've then got your memberships so which is obviously quite affordable especially because it's unlimited visits so people can pay I think the cheapest membership is $40 a week but they could come every day if they wanted to um, and then you've got your 12 month, your six month, your three month and your one month. Um, but obviously the longer the membership, the cheaper it's going to be. And we've also got a few packs that we've recently released as well for anyone that's like skeptical whether they're going to get there every week and they just want to use it for their events. Um, we've got like a five pack and a 10 pack. So your five pack is, it's still cheaper than your one offs. Um, and it can be used over a six month period. And then you've got your 10 packs, which can cheaper again. And that can be used over your 12 month period. Amazing. What a great concept. And so did you sort of know that direction of what you, how you wanted it to go with the memberships and all the packs and everything? Cause I, I seen you launch and I thought this is such an amazing concept and it's, it is. It's really building up that client relationship that you never received from when you were in need of getting a blow dry yourself. So um, I wish you were in totally. Brisbane. <laughs> it's so funny. Or like north so side of Brisbane. Just near that. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So many people. We've actually got a member that comes from Brisbane, which I still cannot believe because um, I know that there's blow dry bars in Brisbane. But if anyone that owns a blow dry bar in Brisbane is listening to this, um, I think it's a good point to make because I'm in a few mastermind groups with Leanne that you also know. And um, someone said that they live in Brisbane and all they've wanted was a blow dry bar there. And they actually searched it on Google and nothing came up which I find so interesting because I know of two really big ones down there. Yeah. So if anyone knows the owners of the blow dry bars, it must have something to do with like SEO and stuff like that with like websites. And so, yeah, if anyone knows, cause I know two really big ones down there. So I found that interesting that didn't come up on Google, but I'm not complaining. If people want to travel from Brisbane, <laughs> we'll have you. <laughs> Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I love the concept that you've created. I think it's amazing. You also have um, a business called girl gang. Is that the, business name or girl gang workshops I'd it's love girl gang workshops girl yeah. gang workshops yeah so that is a really fantastic concept um as well so give us a little bit of insight in what that's about oh this is again so funny um so when i had my son i actually had pre and postnatal depression um i had a very tough pregnancy and then i had a very sick bub and I just remember feeling like when I had the postnatal depression, like I didn't matter anymore. Like I, it wasn't, I felt selfish for wanting to go get my eyebrows waxed or get my lashes done or, you know, stuff that was just so easy before a baby. And I felt guilty for wanting to get that stuff done. And I felt like I didn't matter anymore. Everything that I cared about was like now on the back burner. And, um, 
I just remember when I finally went and got help and got through my postnatal journey, I was like, you know what? I was noticing it in so many mums. Um, everyone was putting themselves last and, you know, especially like women that I knew before they had bubs, like I would just see the difference that, and the way that they treated themselves after they had a baby and I just felt like it wasn't okay. Like whether you're a mum or a dad or a sister or a brother, or whatever you are in life, whatever your journey is, you should be number one no matter what. So um, I started to feel very passionate about that and I obviously have a lot of mum clientele and I decided to create a workshop and I knew it couldn't be too long because we all get that mum guilt and we all get that anxiety. Um, but I wanted to create a workshop which was about women coming and learning about makeup and styling um, and just teaching my knowledge. Like I felt like I'd paid so much money and I have so much knowledge on those two things and I wanted to take it back to basics. So things that women that have absolutely no idea about makeup or styling, simple things for them to take home and implement into their own lives and things just to make them start feeling good about themselves and putting themselves first again um, and obviously the self-love component, which I knew had to be in there as well. Um, and I honestly watched these women. It was meant to be a one-off, so that's what's so funny about it. Um, it took me probably three months to plan this event and it took me the whole three months to sell only 10 tickets. And of course it did because I had no brand behind me. I had no photos. I had nothing. So I'm actually super grateful that I even sold the 10 tickets. Um, but I just remember that night putting up and like if you could see the difference in my first workshop to now, I'm still shocked. But I put photos up on Facebook and Instagram that night after my first workshop and it just blew up. Like everyone was just going off and I actually think I sold 10 tickets but only eight even showed up so um it just went crazy so many people were like oh my god when's the next one tell me about the next one and then I just remember being in tears after my first workshop and saying to my partner I love everything that I do but this is where my heart lies like I watched those women just walk in and out that door two version two different versions of themselves um and the reviews and the feedback that I get from these events, like nothing in my career I think will ever beat um, what I do and how I can help these women. That's so amazing. It's incredible the power of like bringing people together, showing that connection, showing um, compassion towards, you know, how they're feeling as well. And just doing a few things to make them feel empowered every day with their makeup can make a whole lot of difference as well. So yeah, good on you. That's amazing. And that's then sort of led into obviously more events because I see um, your pictures on social media with, um, you know, the little girl gang. So are you doing sort of those teen events and getting them, um, you know, like aware of how to put makeup on or giving them some skin tips and things as well? Totally. So my... Um I didn't have it, like I said to you, I think like at the start, I thought like I was targeting it at mums. But then as time went on, I realised like this is kind of for everyone. So I, this is my third year doing them now. Um, 
And last year is when I brought out the baby gal girl gangs. So um, I decided to then do, I was finding in some of my workshops it would be a bit difficult because I'd have my, you know, 40 to 50-year-old mums coming with their teenage daughters and then I'd have girls in their 20s and 30s who were there to like really let their hair down and, you know, have a few wines and be quite rowdy. So I got to the point where I was like, okay, I need to like, you know, really target these at certain ages. So I did an 18 plus event and then I started the baby gal in last, I think July or September last year. Um, So I would say the baby gal girl gangs are from 14 to 17 year olds. And I do, um, it was all trial and error for me. I've actually worked with another company with teenage girls and they're a tough crowd. They're really hard because, and I don't take it to heart, but I remember my first one, I was like, oh my God, did they even love it? Is this going to be like literally a once off? But again, the feedback and stuff I got on Instagram privately was like makes it all worthwhile. But at that age, everyone is so scared to speak up or ask questions or they think it's wrong or, you know, they all just sit there so silently. So it's not a very engaging workshop. Um, However, I did, they all have YouTube. all, All their makeup is amazing. So they definitely learn some tips from me when it comes to makeup. But I hear majority of time styling is what they really take away from it. But most importantly, the self-love. So when I say self-love, I also focus a lot on gratitude and mindset. So um, there are some other things that are brought up a lot more with the baby gals than it is for my 18 plus event. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great. You are one very busy woman. (laughs) very busy (laughs) it's so great I love speaking um and I'm hearing the passion in your voice so it's absolutely amazing which hurdles do you continually see popping up when it comes to running your beauty business though when I like looked at the brief and I thought about this like I don't know business is hard like any business owner out there so many girls ask me say like they want to do makeup and they ask me for my opinion and all I can say is be make sure this is exactly what you want to do again it comes back to one of my biggest hurdles and this is for me on the like I'm no I'm not perfect in any way shape or form and this is still a hurdle that I find I'm still not over and I still struggle with on the weekly and that is copying or competitiveness so I'm a massive massive advocate for what you said um collaboration over competitiveness you know what I mean or competition yeah um but in this industry it's bound to happen Um, and my biggest business advice would be to always think outside the box. So, um, what's missing, what's the gap in the market? So that's my biggest motto when it comes to business. Um, because if you copy, you're already 10 steps behind and let me tell you other people notice it. Um, so get noticed for the good stuff. That's all I can say, but that's a massive hurdle that I'm going to be open and honest and say, you know, I really struggle with that. When you work so hard on something and to stand out or, you know, like do something that hasn't been done to then have it copied or have that, um, competitiveness, it really does suck, especially, um, cause like I said, I do try to collaborate with a lot of people, um, And the other thing I'd probably say, I'm quite new to this. I'm not an expert on it. And it's not like I've had a massive staff turnover. I haven't at all yet. And I have incredible staff, but staff is very hard. Um, Just going through like the interview process and um, 
yeah, it's very, very hard. This industry is like perfect for mums. So, and mums these days can range from still in your teens to like a bit older. So there's not a lot of people these days that still want to work a nine to five with these kind of skills for someone else's business. So um, that's one thing that I am really struggling with that. Well, and I find that I will in the future because it's such a risk training people up and investing all this time and money in them um, when that they could potentially get up and leave whatever they want and go and do it. And I've seen it happen to so many beauty um, businesses. Mm. Um, so it's that's one thing that I was always told from other people, like, you know, staff will always be your hardest thing. And like I said, haven't had a turnover yet, but just trying to find the perfect staff for my business was an absolute nightmare. Um, but the advice that I would probably give is just really recommend doing your research, ask them about their goals. Um, I, you know, make my girls write down their goals and it's out in the lunchroom and I keep them accountable. Um, but I feel like when you ask them their goals, it'll soon help you determine whether they're here for the long haul or whether they're here to kind of take advantage a little bit um, and ask them why they want the job and always check references. Yeah, amazing. Thank you for that. That's really good feedback. It does keep popping up quite a bit on each podcast. <laughs> yes. Now, what are your, well, you've given so many important tips already, but what are your two top important tips for the aspired beauty boss listener to learn from when starting their own business? Um, number one would probably be never stop learning. So this industry is constantly evolving. And if you stay up to date with the trends, you'll stand out in the crowd. So um, like you were saying before, there's like a beauty business on every corner um, these days. And I feel like the competitiveness and the copying wouldn't be there if people just focused on themselves. Like one of my biggest quotes ever is, and I feel like, I don't know, I don't want to claim that I've made it up, but I just remember saying it one day and it's always stuck with me. It's focusing on someone else's grass is not going to make yours greener. So yeah. always just focus on your own grass, never stop learning. Um, even though I've done a diploma, I sure as hell don't think that I know everything. Um, makeup especially has become just like fashion. Like a product could be in one make, week and then within two or three weeks it's out and you need to have this new fancy product. So um, definitely always go and upskill. Like even I went and upskilled, I now do brows, I do waxing, I do spray tanning. Um, yeah, I do a whole other range of services in my business. So you can always do add-on services. I'm about to go do another service. Um, yeah, masterclasses and upskill where you can. And then my other tip would be um, unfollow anyone in the industry that makes you feel any bad or lack negative emotions. So if you find yourself comparing yourself to them, then I suggest removing them. Um, I feel like people in the industry, you should only follow them if they inspire and motivate you. I think at the start, this is a lot more common to be always questioning yourself and comparing yourself. So I've been there, I know that, but the best thing I ever did, and it's even people that I like and I have nothing against, but if I was constantly on Instagram going, oh, oh I'm looking at my work, looking at theirs and just comparing myself, that just made me feel shitty. So I just went and unfollowed them. I stopped looking at their stuff. In turn, it made me just keep focusing on my own stuff. And, yeah, I instantly felt better. So, yeah. And if you've ever heard the quote, comparison is the thief, thief, 
of joy, that's 100% correct. And that's what I relate that to. Yeah, absolutely. I even had a client this morning tell me how much she's off Instagram now just as being a mum. And she was sort of wearing a few little hats of some things that she wanted to do for herself. But she was finding, she was comparing herself to other mums. And then with her kids starting school, it just, it got so much. So it really made me think about that because I actually haven't really updated much on my personal Instagram for a while because I really do just want social media to be about business for me. I don't want to get trapped into the loophole of a whole nother level of comparing with other people. But with business, it can be very hard, um, especially when, you know, algorithms and things seem to pop up what you're most liked in front of your face. So you can get into that scroll of just going, oh, wow, look at their brows. And, oh, that's a great before and after that she's done. I wonder how she did that um, with her app and just trying to learn. Oh, totally. It can be really overwhelming. People get really focused on um, like numbers and likes and that kind of thing as well. And one thing, like at the moment, I'm working on a new project and one of the points in there is actually like always have a look at someone's Instagram as well. Like I have been added recently into these like pod situations, which I didn't even know existed. And it's a pod of women and it's like, you post your latest photo and it's like you comment on mine and I'll comment on yours and to me that's not real engagement so there's always so many things that can happen behind closed doors and I just it's honestly the time that you're spending comparing yourself you could be spending that quality time focusing on yourself and just bettering yourself yeah yes absolutely 100% thank you so much for sharing that um so your Instagram does i talking about saying on your own path, but I was looking at yours before because I love how your colour palette is. Do you have any <laughs> apps or anything that you'd love to share with our audience that you can't live without? I think they're pretty standard for most people, but I use Lightroom. Um, I don't do a lot of photo editing. Well, I would never edit like a hair or makeup kind of photo um, just because I personally would never do that because I think it's false advertising. So I use like my ring lights and my natural light and stuff like that. But if it's like my Sammy Kurtz makeup page is now turning into a personal brand. So I do a lot of editing of those photos. So I use Lightroom for that and I've bought a few presets. So I highly suggest if you see anyone selling presets and you like the look of it, it is so worthwhile purchasing. I think I paid $50 for one preset, which I've now realized is a bit of a rip off <laughs> when you can pay for like a whole pack. Um, for the same price but you literally just go in and you can then put the preset it like takes two seconds and your photos edited so but a great um, editing app is Lightroom Canva I feel like most people have heard of Canva but a lot of my a lot of my stuff is made on Canva on Brooklyn and Billy especially and then Instagram I could not live without it I'm literally on there all day every day that's sad but I am I need a social media manager as soon as the budget allows for it but in saying that, I do enjoy doing it as well. So, yeah, you can tell that your personality is shining through your feed. Do you think that Instagram would be your main platform where your clients are finding awareness of you or do you throw in between Instagram and Facebook? It's funny because with Sammy Kurt's makeup, I used to focus. I probably did the wrong thing here and my partner and I used to argue about it. He's like, all your business inquiries come from Facebook, yet you focus so hard on Instagram. And 
he's 100% correct with Sammy Kurt's makeup, but Brooklyn and Billy, it's it's a bit 50-50. I'm having a bit of an issue at the moment because I'm focusing just on Instagram, but I've attached, you know how you can attach your Instagram and your Facebook so it's not like posting on both? Yeah. Um, I have tried to do that with Brooklyn and Billy, so I'm not going from app to app, but unfortunately Instagram's gone and created its own Brooklyn and Billy account on Facebook, which isn't the right one. So I'm having a few issues there, but I would say majority of my work, because I am so visual, like you said, I'm always on stories. I'm always putting out content would be Instagram, but then we have like something here on the Sunshine Coast called Sunshine Coast Community Board. And there are so many people that put in there like wanting beauty services and this and that. And the amount of client support that I have, like we've, this is only our third week being open and like every post is just taken over by Brooklyn Billy. So wow. I definitely, it's like, you know, there's businesses that have been around for 10 years class and Brooklyn and Billy gets the most comments. So um, yeah, we definitely still do get work from both of them it's just I probably focus more on Instagram and I think the reason I do that is because I'm a visual person and most people I meet are visual people so I put all my time and energy into Instagram yeah absolutely I know it's just it's so important to stay consistent with it I hope you can get the little flick over to Facebook fixed because I know there's a lot of um you know you'll say one thing another person might say another but for me personally I find that it's too hard having two businesses myself being across doing an Instagram for each of them and a Facebook for each of them. And I've got Facebook groups for each of them. And now I've got beauty boss pro and then add on writing blogs and doing video content and your Instagram stories. That's a lot. No wonder it's a lot. thinking we need to have social media managers to be across it all, but then you'd lose your personality if you were to give that away. So totally having a little flick across from the same post being on Instagram to Facebook, I don't think it's a bad thing because you can like, then your clients are seeing that you're being consistent and Facebook and Instagram will also see that you're being consistent as well. Um, I do find that having a salon group works as well. And as you say about the communities, it's hard to be across all of them, like the mums in Brisbane and the Northside community for my side. I'm not really in um, those groups all the time, but I hear a lot of my clients have found me from recommendations from them too. So it's, it's nice to probably even look at the community groups that you could be a part of with Facebook for your business so that you can see what's popping up and you can even just, you know, tag yourself away to make sure that you're being consistent with that. Like that's just another little tip to throw out there for anybody who's um, not tried like with looking at influences and collaborations and everything at sometimes have a little look at what you could actually do within your circle, where have your clients been finding you and maybe tap into those groups and just try and serve people. Like you, you might be able to recommend another business for someone else's question. And then you become quite known within that group to showing value basically. Totally. And always ask, that's one thing we do too. We always ask where they've come from or how they found out about us. Because if it's always going to be word of mouth, then maybe you should have some kind of referral system in place to ensure that that keeps happening. Or like what happened to me, I was focusing so much on Instagram, yet majority of my work was coming from Facebook. So you could be wasting your time too. So you definitely want to try to figure out where majority of your work is coming from or who it's coming from. 
Yeah, great. And what's one thing you're constantly searching for when it comes to support in what you do daily? I literally read this um, question like five times and I actually spoke to my partner about it because, and he read it like three times and I said, I don't think that I search for support. And he's, he actually answered this question for me and it's what I was thinking, but I just wasn't sure. And he's like, I, as much as I get amazing community support, I believe that that's from the community and the experience that I've created with my business. But I think I'm a self-support kind of person. So I'm all about supporting myself, believing in myself. And every day, that motivation and inspiration, I don't rely on anyone. I just rely on myself every day to keep me going. So I think that's the biggest thing and everything else, if you're doing a good job and you're doing things right, everything else will follow. Yeah. Amazing. Good on you. I, I just, girl gang, girl power. I can really feel that when you're chatting away there. And I mean, you are a part of like a mastermind group as well. Do we want to give a little shout out to the, is it the founding members? Is that what? The found, the founders team. Founders team. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, because uh, I've seen you go to a few of those events and you won an award for a, a, a business award recently as well. Um, so, you know, when, you, when you're talking about finding support for like yourself, like give, being yeah. your number one supporter basically, um, I find this as well. Like if I don't get out of the house to go and work on my personal development or work on um, some, someone that's an expert within a different area with business to teach you something new, you can kind of let, like just hide. A, like it's very easy for me to do clients and be on the computer all day with sometimes not even eating lunch. But when I go externally out to events or seminars or workshops, I feel like a breath of fresh air over me, a weight lifted off my shoulder because you meet people in the room that are on the same path as you. They're having the same types of things come up in conversation and you just know that you're not alone as well. So totally. do you find that helps you as well getting out and about? Uh, being a business owner, like especially if you're like a sole trader and you don't have a team, which I was for so long, is like so lonely um, and really disheartening. And I actually, so speaking of Leanne, who owns the Founders team, how Leanne and I met was we actually went to, I put something up on Instagram saying I wanted to go to an event and I was interested in it. Leanne was following me because she went to an event and at the event they were speaking about me. Um, and so that's how she started following me. So she reached out, she wanted to go to the event. We went to the event alone and we met up and ever since, like Leanne's one of my best friends now. Um, so I think it's so important with that kind of support is to get out, meet new people. I hear that's one thing I'm really passionate about as well is business owners networking and that will help your business tenfold. So um, Leanne does mastermind groups for Sunshine Coast, Gold Coast and Brisbane. So definitely check out the founders team um, on Instagram. She has, they're just small intimate groups and basically, so not only get out there and get to these business events and meet new people, but what the difference is with a mastermind is it's, um, and so many people, Leanne was saying the feedback she was getting, they're worried to go because they feel like they won't have enough knowledge or um 
value to give the other members. And I remember my first, I'm in a Brisbane one and I'm in a Sunshine Coast one and my partner is also in a Sunshine Coast one. So we're getting knowledge and power from so many groups um, and it has helped so much. So the thing I like about it is even if you think you have no value to give, it's actually quite funny. I find an industry that I know nothing about, sometimes I'll end up giving the most value to that business owner because I'm thinking outside the box and I'm thinking down a different direction and a different path. So um, you won't have any of the same people in your industry in the one group either. So we have about, I think it's max of five and maybe six with Leanne in a group, max. Um, and basically you talk about your challenges that you're having in business. Everyone goes around the room and they try to help you through your challenges and you come up with a game plan um, and you try to tackle that head on before your next meeting, which is anywhere from four to six weeks later. Um, and then you write down your goals that you want to achieve in those four to six weeks later. So then when you come back, the first thing we talk about is your goals. Did you achieve them or how are you closer to them? And then you start again with your challenge that you're having there and then. And it's, the best thing that I could call it is it's an accountability group. So I remember going to a business event and the speaker was saying, we all want to be our own boss, but do we actually want to be our own boss? And I was a bit confused by that term. And then when she broke it down, she's like, we all want to work for ourselves, but we procrastinate. We don't keep ourselves accountable. When we're at a nine to five, we have a boss over our shoulder, managing or micromanaging us, making sure we're getting everything done. But when we work for ourselves, we're kind of just like, oh, you know, I'll do that in three days or whatnot. So when you're in a mastermind group, you've got to kind of go, oh, shit, I've only got like two weeks to get this done. These were my goals. I need to get them done. And you've still got that support between your meetings. Leanne creates like Facebook chats or Instagram chats. And, yeah, I, the women that are in mine, not only have I learned so much from them, they've become some of my best friends. So That's amazing. I really highly recommend that's so great. I'll leave the links to um, Leanne's business and everything in the show notes. As if anyone is um, Brisbane, Gold Coast or Sunshine Coast based, then you can reach out to her because that's such a great concept as well. And I know with Beauty Boss Pro, that was one of the things that I had um, asked is, will we have accountability partners? So um, it's something I've enforced within the Beauty Boss Pro membership program that I'll be teeing people up, probably more so similar, um, you know, whether they're a solo mum in business or if they're a team of five and um, we'll just play around with it basically so that we can all gain from each other and hold, get, set some goals for the month and then hold each other accountable and we can mix it up as well. So um, yeah, I think it's fantastic. That's, that's great. And it looks like you're getting a lot out of it as well. Definitely. Highly recommend. Yeah, awesome. Now, do you have any specific routines that you stick to to set your day up for success? I do. The first thing that, you know, I'm a morning person and my partner's a nighttime person. So sometimes that's really challenging. But the first thing I would recommend is people figure out whether you're a morning person or you're a night person and work your work around your lifestyle. So I know like there's no point me if I haven't got all my work done there's no point putting all this pressure on myself going oh god I have to get this done before I go to bed because I know I don't do my best work I'd be more inclined to say got to get up an hour earlier tomorrow and get it done so I literally jump straight out of bed and I'm straight into work 
But my routine, I would say, is gratitude. So um, I'm all about gratitude. It's something I talk about a lot, not just in my girl games, but um, on any of my personal branding posts. Um, I always suggest we start writing it down. So I be very specific and write three things a day that you're grateful for. I wish I could still say that I do this on the daily, but I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I don't need to actually physically write it down every day because I think it every morning. I always think about something I'm grateful for. And a lot of the time when Chris and I go down to the salon in the morning, we'll end up talking about it with our staff. So um, one of us will say like, hey, what are you girls grateful for today? Because I feel like it puts us all in that positive mindset and mind frame. Um, I feel like it forces us to stay humble and be grateful no matter what happens that day. So I feel like so many people be driving along and they're stuck in traffic or they can't find a park and it's just like the end of their goddamn world. And if you start to practice gratitude, you will notice a complete shift in your life, your mood and just your mindset, I truly believe. So that's something I do every single day. Amazing. You're speaking my language. <laughs> and if you're more, you know, if you're not so into doing it in the morning, cause you sort of get up and go and you've got to get organized. Then, um, I've also got, cause I do kind of probably more so think about those things in the morning, but I've got a reflection diary for nighttime and that's just beside my bed. And it gives me that, um, permission to put the phone down, no more screen time and start writing a few things of what I can reflect on and be grateful for, for the day as well, which just, yeah, yeah love that you into the right dream time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. love that. Beautiful. Um, so we'll move on to some rapid fire questions. What's the best book you've ever read? I'm not much of a book reader, but one that will always stick with me and I'll always read again is The Secret. Yes. Yep. That's good. Love it. Who is someone that you'd love to meet in person? This was actually so hard and I didn't know who to say, but one of my guilty pleasures is the Kardashians and I'd probably say Kris Jenner because she's such a boss. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. <laughs> I would be there with you. <laughs> And she's just like the ultimate mum. Like she's as stressed as that woman should be. She just seems to have it all together. I know. Like I don't know if that's yeah, something to do just... with the amount of wine she might drink. <laughs> well, you know what? I probably drink the same amount and I've only got one child and he's only <laughs> two and a half. So. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's one thing you've procrastinated about this week? I'm kind of a get it done kind of gal if I'm completely honest I feel like the quicker you get it done the quicker you can grow and get on to the next thing however I was procrastinating I'm moving into to some bigger things with girl gang workshops and Brooklyn and Billy has had my full attention every single waking minute of the day so I've been procrastinating planning and reaching out to my sponsors and stuff for my April event but I've done it now I did it yesterday so we can tick that one off, but I've procrastinated about that for probably the last three weeks. Good job. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> what is something you would jump at if you knew you would have failed? I would probably say uh, either an ebook, a, a book or an ebook or an online course, but stay tuned. <laughs> Amazing. You can do that. I would be um, first in line. I think it would be amazing. <laughs> Thank you. If you were stranded on a deserted island with no Wi-Fi, what's one thing you wish you had with you? Um, I would say my son, but you just said things. So maybe a boat. 
to try get out of there. <laughs> Use like a palm tree as a paddle or something. I don't That's know. good. Creative thinking. <laughs> oh gosh. That's awesome. Thank you so much. It's been so lovely chatting to you. I feel like this is maybe the the most I've laughed in a podcast. We've got we've got quite a bit in common, and I just think. Oh, yeah. I love that. Love You're that. Amazing. Um, so you. you've got a few things in the works. What's next for you? Um, and we'll just bring a little bit of awareness to the listeners of where they can find you as well. That would be great on social media. Yeah, perfect. So what's next? As you can already hear, I have a lot going on and there's still a lot going on. I'd be lying if I said I don't have more plans coming, but I'm really trying to just enjoy Brooklyn and Billy. Um, we brought this salon together in three weeks and two days and it has just been like, you know, I haven't really had a chance to sit back and enjoy it and just take it all in. So I feel like I remember someone saying to this to me maybe only a month ago and they're like, you don't always have to be bigger and better. You can just settle and enjoy for what you've created and I feel like I'm one of those people that's always bigger better more 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 and I don't celebrate the wins and I don't celebrate anything and I'm just always on to the next so I really as for Brooklyn and Billy I'm just going to enjoy that for now um, there is a few new services coming, but I just want to keep that alive, basically. And then with the girl gangs, um, they'll always be plodding along. Like I said, they're my absolute passion. And my goal for that is, and it's a this year goal, is to take at least one around Australia. So that's a big goal. And then as for Sammy Kurtz makeup, which we're in the transition, it's just become Sammy Kurtz because we're turning that into a bit of a personal brand. Um, anything like I've got a few things a few projects up my sleeve um but they're not going to be anytime soon they're bigger projects so they'll take a bit more time so I'd probably just say enjoying Brooklyn and Billy and working on taking girl gangs around Australia so amazing I can see I can see two things I can see the girl gang van like going around Australia with fully branded <laughs> this amazing <laughs> I've had so much interest in other places, but it's just like the workshops alone take so much time um, and I'm always looking at ways to improve them. But I've had so many people um, contact me from different places and for some reason Melbourne's calling me. I have a few sponsors from Melbourne as well. So um, I think I just need to. So if anyone listening is an owner of a salon or has recommendations for a salon in Melbourne, please get in contact with me and let me know. And um, maybe we could collaborate somehow. Um, yeah, because it, it was on my to-do list last year, but um, Brooklyn and Billy just took over. Yeah. So it's well, a this year thing. We'll share that in the Beauty Business Co. Society Facebook. Amazing. Well. I would love that. Yeah, because there's a lot of Melbourne um, business owners in there too. So Yeah, not amazing. just Melbourne, anywhere. anywhere. Like I've had people from North Queensland contact me because there's apparently there's nothing like that up there. And I would, to be honest, I'd prefer to go places where there isn't anything like it because I am looking for that gap in the market. So if anyone listening is somewhere that they don't have anything like that, then please let me know because I'm willing to travel anywhere. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Sounds like you're um, unstoppable, Missy. <laughs> oh, I hope so. But I do just want to calm down for a little bit. The yeah. amount of stress that Brooklyn and Billy has caused me <laughs> has been a bit of a nightmare. But um, yeah, and my partner, this is our business together. And he really levels me and brings me back down to earth. And he's just like, you are so bad at celebrating your successes and your wins. And he's like, you need to do it. You can't just keep going and going and going because you'll burn out. And I am, I do, I burn out a lot because I just go and go and go. So yeah, I need to enjoy it and stop for a little while. And if we decide to have another baby, even though I think that may be put off now that we just got a puppy. Oh, we didn't talk about your new puppy. He's super cute. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. She's a bit of a nightmare, but um, they love her and Brooklyn. They love each other, but they hate each other at the same time. So I think with the new business, well, the three businesses and a puppy and a baby, a two and a half year old, I definitely have my hands full. You absolutely so, do. Well, I can't yeah. wait to meet you in person one day. I'm sure we're going to cross paths somewhere. Um, I hope so. Yeah, and all I'd the best that. with everything. I think that what you're doing is amazing and I hope that our listeners have been inspired with your journey. It's clear that if you can set your mind to anything, you can achieve it if you believe in it. <laughs> I 100% stand by that. I put a post up about it the other day. I remember, and all you mums out there will probably end up saying it to your kids, but you can do anything that you set your mind to is what my mum always said. But it's funny, I don't think she actually believed it. She just said it because she loved me. But I 100% stand by it. If you And if you fail or if it doesn't happen, I truly believe that you weren't that passionate about it if it mm. didn't happen. So true, so, so true. 100% believe that. Oh, thanks so much, Sammy. It's been really lovely having you on the show. No, thank you, Angela. Thanks so much for reaching out. Had the best chat. Nice <laughs> break from work, actually. Yeah, it's so good. We'll chat again soon, okay? Bye. Look forward to it. Bye.